my, my job is to somehow make them curious enough or persuade them by hook or crook to get more aware of themselves and where they came from and what they are into and what is already there and just to bring it out. This is what compels me to compel them. And I will do it by whatever means necessary. Welcome to the Black Girls Heal podcast, where we talk about healing our intimacy disorders, unresolved trauma, and building a healthy relationship with first ourselves and then others. Every episode, we will talk about advice you can apply today to break unhealthy patterns and grow in your self-worth. I'm Sheena Lachey, love addiction coach and trauma specialist. Let's begin. What up, what up, ladies? So in this episode of Black Girls Heal, I'm going to be talking about the words that we say to each other and over each other and the importance of it. And as I was going through listening to the episode, I was like, there's a really important part um, or point that I wanted to make that I completely forgot um, to like weave in. And I when looking at it, I was like, I can't really find a place that I think is appropriate to do it. So I'm doing it here at the beginning of the episode. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors. Attention to all my proud plant parents. It is time to give all of your plant babies the best nutrition you can, starting from the bottom up. And that starts with the best soil to help them grow happy, nourished, and strong. Coast of Maine is an organic soil brand that is approved for organic growing and has been sourced from ocean waters and farms for over 28 years. With a full range of products to support every garden and lawn, Coast of Maine products are made to restore roots to the natural world. If your soil lacks appropriate nutrients for success, by adding Coastal Main products, it will help regenerate the healthy microbes on your soil and set you up for gardening success. And if you have a vegetable garden, not only do you benefit via an abundant harvest, but find that there is less need to maintain and feed throughout your season. Coastal Main continually perfects the art and science of sourcing, mixing, and composting products worthy of the people and place that inspired their brand and the healthier world it was built to serve. Coastal Main believes in nurturing relationships with local retailers. The products are carried by tons of local retail partners who can provide advice and insight that is not found in the big box stores. Costa Maine knows from beginner to expert, anyone who takes a hand to the land has something to offer the growing community for gardeners everywhere, which is why I love how they make organic gardening simple and approachable for everyone. So let's get growing. Visit CoastaMaine.com to find a local retailer near you. Coast of Maine, like the state with an E.com. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors. So in talking about the words that we say over each other and being very intentional about we speak in love and all that, like that's basically the gist. Um, there's a truth to be said about us as black people. Us as black people, we do cap on each other as a form of love, right? Um, it is very common at a family reunion or, or at home for someone to say, boy, get your big old head over here. Um, or for us to be like, girl, what you wearing? Look at you with those big old feet or whatever it might be. And because of the context, because it is cultural practice, we understand that it is in love, right? And so the words that I am going to be talking about, hopefully with this disclaimer, you understand that I'm not talking about things that are said in jest. 
even though for some of us, it, we might need to be more intentional about our filter and just paying attention about, you know, are the things that we're joking with people about really things that we should be joking about? But that's a whole other conversation. Um, I just wanted to be clear that I understand the nuance of us as black people and how we can be culturally. And as you're going to hear in this podcast episode, there is something to be said about ways that we might be passing down verbal and emotional trauma to our children. If we are not intentional about the words that we say, um, that we might be invalidating in ways that we may not have anticipated and that there are consequences to invalidation that last throughout our lifetime. So that's my disclaimer. That's my footnote. Um, and I hope that you enjoy this podcast episode. Hello, and welcome to the latest episode of Black Girls Heal. I hope that this finds you well. I am a little bit congested. Um, I don't have the flu. I don't have the coronavirus, but these allergies have gotten into my lungs. So you may hear me cough a couple times. I might edit it out. I might not, (laughs) but I'm just letting you know ahead of time. Send out your positive vibes for me in case you are listening to this podcast episode real time. Um, But yeah, so I hope you are well wherever you are, that you are staying warm and dry. If you as well are under the weather, um, I hope that you feel better soon. So this episode is all about the desire to feel loved and It came about because, um, as some of you know, I am a mom. I'm a new mom. Um, My son will be 10 months old in a week from now. And so one of the things that I've been very, very intentional about is the language that is spoken to him and over him. Um, Not only have I watched how it's affected my other clients, not only do I know how it has affected me, I have professional knowledge, right, of what happens whenever we are shamed and made to feel really small for the needs that we have as children, as adults, and everybody in between. That stuff hurts, right? So, like I said, I've been very intentional about the things that people say to Aiden, um, the things that I say to Aiden, the things that my husband says, the things that we don't say. And so what that looks like is being very clear that we correctly identify his behavior. So to not label everything as bad. So, oh, he's reaching for the box on the table. Stop being bad. Sit here. Stop being bad. When what is bad about a child reaching for a box, like a new human in the world who is just learning how to show up, who's just learning what a box is and reaching for it is just normal. It's developmental. It is not, it's not maladaptive, it's not poor behavior. He's just reaching for the box. But oftentimes it could be very common for us to speak in hyperbole, to um, just casually just say, oh, stop being bad, stop being stupid, or look at, look at you, just, just a fool. And just hurling insults at children, Knowing through our own adult lens that, well, I'm not really meaning that this, this child is stupid, or maybe I am meaning that they're stupid and not taking into account that when we say these things to the children, they believe it. Your child absolutely believes 
that if mother or father or aunt or uncle, the person that is raising them, the person that is in charge of taking care of them, the person that sees them at their best and their worst, that you're their whole world. If mama or daddy says I'm stupid, they internalize it and they believe it. And many of you know exactly what I mean. Many of you have had people who have said things to you that maybe hurt your feelings and one or two things happened. Either you did internalize it and it hurt and um, maybe that made you be very defensive and walled off from things that people said to you because you understood that sometimes people say things and you need to get to a place where you don't care what people say. Um, So maybe you built a barrier up very young or maybe you internalize it or hurt your feelings. And so now you're extra sensitive to the words of other people because all you're really needing is someone just to believe in you, to affirm you, to um, see you and validate you because you never got that before. Or maybe you're someone who's listening saying, uh, it's not really even that big of a deal. They know what I mean, or I said what I said. And it's interesting, you know, I'd already planned to do this episode and I don't really watch reality TV, um, which I know like I'm missing out on like conversations that people have, but I don't really, I don't watch the housewives. I know who all the housewives are in Atlanta. Um, different times, like I've watched like reunion shows when like I haven't watched every episode. Um, but like love and hip hop and, um, basketball wives and some of the other ones that are more popular, I don't watch. So like, I don't know who these people are when they come up on my timeline sometimes. But today, right before I went on this episode, I went to a celebrity blog site that I'm not going to mention. And it was talking about someone named Sky from Black Ink. And, um, even though I don't watch these shows, I'm familiar with the premise. And so black ink follows a tattoo parlor parlor. Um, they have multiple locations, very successful. Um, and sky is one of the artists there. And so when I was reading the, the story, um, sky has two sons, um, that she ended up giving up for adoption. They later, um, attempted to reconcile now that the boys are adults and um things have kind of gone left and so what this article was about was a recent interaction where she said some really horrible things to her son and so i tend to not speak on these like things that happen like in real life so like i will like talk about characters on tv shows and stuff because they're not real but real people you know i might meet these people one day i don't want to like say anything that's super judgmental however this incident seemed very important because sky and her fallout with her son was saying things like you know, nobody wants you, some really horrible things. And these are things that many of us as adults may have happened, maybe not, but for some of us, it may have happened to us growing up and we have justified it or explained it away, or maybe our relationship is better with our father or our mother or aunt or whoever said whatever they said to us. And so that wound is still back there. Um, but because things are better now, it's hard for us to own that hurt. And here's, here's what I want to be very clear. No matter what happened or didn't happen in your childhood, the words that people say to you, it is 
okay for you to be honest that they matter. It doesn't make you any weaker. It doesn't make you any less strong in your sense of self for you to say, I don't like when people insult me. I don't like when people demean me. I don't like when people use their words to dismiss me or to devalue me. That hurts. And I would prefer for someone not to do that. That actually takes a lot of strength for you to own that that's a boundary that you have. And so in the case of Skye with her fallout with her son, those are like very obviously abusive and wrong things to say to your child. Um, And what made it worse um, with this article, you know, she went on IG Live and doubled down and said, I said what I said, basically. Um, And it makes me very sad because I think about how we continue to pass down our trauma to our children. And part of one of the effects of that is not understanding how powerful words are, or maybe you do know exactly how powerful words are. So you, you intentionally use that to hurt the other person. Maybe you are very quick with your words. And when someone hurts you or someone attacks you, or you're afraid that they may end up hurting you. You will use your words as a shield, as a barrier, again, as a weapon to make sure that you get to them before they get to you, to make sure that they feel very small. So important things to consider and think about, but to get back to the original topic about um, needing to be loved and the reason why I have this episode, um, with me being very intentional about the words that we have or say to Aiden, One of the things that has recently come to mind um, is how we are going to handle if someone was to say that Aiden is spoiled. And if if they are going to say that Aiden is spoiled, not because of anything that he's saying or that he's doing, but because we are physically nurturing towards him and we are responsive and we are Okay, so tell me what you're feeling. Are you crying because you are feeling hurt right now? Um, It is okay for you to have your feelings. It's okay for you to feel sad. Um, And learning and being very intentional about balancing validation with boundaries. I think a lot of times what many of us have not learned is that you can have love and tenderness and you can also have boundaries at the same time. Um, you can, um, listen to what someone is saying and you can be empathic and you can be understanding and you can also say, I get what you're saying and I get what you're feeling, but the limit is still this. Many of us who struggle with codependency, we struggle with that balance. We struggle with, okay, I'm hearing what this person is saying. I know he or she is having a hard time right now. I know they're really going through it. And I know they probably said this to me or they did this or they didn't show up in the way that they needed to or why I expected them to because all these things are happening. And we stop there. We stop with, okay, because they have things going on, I'm going to forsake my boundaries and I'm just going to be completely empathic towards them and not hold them to any standards. And that is incorrect. You can listen and be empathic and be compassionate And you can be fully aware that 
if what you're needing and what you can offer right now is less than what my standards are, I love you and I wish the best for you. But right now, we're going to have to have different negotiations around our relationships because I can't allow you to continue to hurt me because you're going through it. Because you were having personal issues does not give you the right to affect me in fill in the blank, whatever ways that they are affecting you. And so um, using the example, example with my son, you know, as he grows up, I mean, he's 10 months right now. So he's like, or not even 10 months, he's like nine and a half months. So like, and he's just barely learning like how to crawl and like get across the room. But like, as he gets more independent and as he walks and as he explores and as he do, does different things that will put him in danger or will be annoying or will be like, boy, come on. Um, evoke that response for me, being able to balance, okay, I know that you want that. And the answer is no, right? Um, I don't have to be in the extremes of fully indulge and give him every single thing that he wants because I'm trying to listen and validate. And I don't have to go to the other extreme of like, don't listen to anything he says, sit down, shut up. Uh, I, 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 I got time to listen to you which is an experience that many of us can relate to, right? That we didn't really have a lot of balance in our household. Either it was free reign and our parents may have treated us as their friends or maybe neglected us, or it was a very authoritarian household and you're going to do exactly what I say and what I command of you and your voice and your words and what you want is not really not really important or maybe it was more important for one parent or enough. Hey, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. As our country continues to grow and make new meaning of the intersection between current and historical events, it is so important to stay connected to the voices and the leaders who are influencing what progress, connection, equality, and truth mean to us as Black people. The next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. From Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black Truths. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection from some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center Black voices. It's NPR Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and Black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. For the other or for one caregiver and not for the other. And so you had to negotiate 
Okay, so which place makes me feel the most emotionally safe and seen? Ladies, I am so excited to share that for this podcast episode, I've partnered with eHarmony, the dating app that helps people find real genuine connection. And for me, this app has absolutely held true to their promise, connecting me to a truly incredible relationship and partnership with someone who truly gets me. Dating apps can be so hard when it comes to filtering through persons who you may not have anything in common with or who may not be super serious about the process and committed. With eHarmony's one-of-a-kind compatibility quiz, you get a baseline standard in every match of your compatibility around values, communication styles, likes and dislikes, energy levels, and so much more. My experience with eHarmony has always been superb with not only the quality of men I was matched with, but also with our compatibility when dating, eliminating the stress of feeling as if I was wasting my time. So join the dating app that helps users find their most authentic relationships. eHarmony, get who gets you and start free today. Hey, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. So talking about my son, talking about Black Ink, these are two examples, but I need to tell you the main thing that really made me put this episode down as a topic many months ago that I wanted to talk about. And it completely broke my heart. So I was talking to someone and they were talking about their relationship with their daughter and this person and their daughter were having a lot of conflict at the time and their daughter is a minor. The daughter is a child. Um, and I could really sense that this person was like over interactions with her daughter, just like she's getting on my nerves. She's acting up like she is just out of control and me listening. I'm like, okay, she's really actually very developmentally appropriate And actually she's showing like really great signs and she's doing these really good things too. And just the perspective really seems off balance. And so when I was talking with them, I was like, well, maybe if y'all spent more time together and maybe like if y'all talked, things might be a little bit better. And she told me, well, I don't want to be too nice to her because I think that will spoil her. And when I asked more about what she meant by that, it was exactly what she meant. She, she felt like being kind and not indulging, not like giving her like everything she asked for, but just like being talking to her kindly and being loving to her would be spoiling her. And it was intentionally a parenting tactic to withhold warmth and to withhold care and love and support because she felt like it would make her stronger. And so when I put together like all the things that like are in my mind about the words that we have around being spoiled, you know, that if people were to say, and this hasn't happened, um, so this isn't like I'm talking indirectly to somebody because I'm upset and I'm just trying to let them know, you know, on the slide because I haven't, I'm too afraid to confront them. This hasn't happened. I'm just like, kind of just considering like what I know to be true about the world and how we feel about kids who are spoiled. Um, When I think about people potentially saying that we're spoiling Aiden because we're being physically 
affectionate and emotionally responsive to him. When I think about what this person was saying to me about how it is spoiling your child to be nice to them and to be kind to them. And when I think about what happened with this incident on reality TV with Sky and um, how she's talking with her, her children at the time and all that, I just think that we have a really big misrepresentation of what healthy love is. And maybe that's where the start of the problems are. The title of this podcast episode is wanting to be loved is not being spoiled because wanting someone and needing someone to be kind and loving and responsive to you is not being spoiled. These are basic human needs, right? We are relational creatures. There is something called failure to thrive syndrome. I've said this before, where if you take a human child and you feed it and you keep it warm with blankets and you clean it and keep it just the hygiene up, if you do not hold and touch and talk to the baby, it will fail to thrive. The baby will still pass away because we as human beings need to be nurtured taken care of, listened to, validated, kept safe, emotionally esteemed, and all those things. And what happens with many of us with our trauma and us like as children needing to normalize the things that have happened around us, if we grow up in a household that there is physical deprivation, and what I mean by that is you have every single thing that you need, maybe even your parents show up at all of your games, um, you get all the supplies that you want, But like no one is like holding you. No one like gives you hugs, gives you kisses, um, will just um, hold your hand just because you need your your hand held. Um, Or maybe there's a sharp decline. Like maybe they were really kind and loving and compassionate when you were small and little. And then when you reach a certain age, it's like they became cold towards you. Like all of those things matter and they put messages in our mind as children about what that means about me, especially if things started off really warm and then things got really cold or especially if there's a favorite in the house and you see how mom or dad treats one sibling differently than another or how, um, you know, your daddy's side of the family is nicer to, um, one of your siblings, but not you. Like these are all things that are very, very real to us. The need to be loved and be special is vital. It is vital. It's not just a gimme. It's not just an option. It is important for our healthy development. And I think as black people, we're getting better now as we talk more about, you know, self-help and therapy and healing and all that. But I think as black people, we are just now catching up to the fact that there is more, there is more to what we need to be healthy and successful other than, you know, money in the bank or a strong career or a safe neighborhood. Like it's also the emotional safety that happens in our households that happens between us as family members. So the way that this relates to you ladies, the audience of Black Girls Heal is some of you, and this is actually like very, this is like the recurring thing with all my clients for the most part. I'm trying to think if there's ever been anyone that this wasn't an issue with. Um, But with 
every woman that I've coached and worked with, um, at some point we have a conversation where I have to tell them and give them permission to ask for the things that they want because there's a fear that they're asking for too much. There's a fear that the type of love and um, affirmation and validation that they're needing from an attention that they're wanting from partners, from friends, from family members, from employers, from whoever is too much, right? That they are acting spoiled by wanting all that. And what I'm telling you is that's not the case. And that's why we fall into the traps that we do. Those of you who struggle with being attached to unavailable people or taking in people who are toxic for you is because whenever they do something that's like basic expectations, right? All these red flags are going off, but like they tell you you're really pretty or they show up at a time that like you're in need one time or they help you out in some way or they're there listening for you because they are giving you kind of like that basic minimum expectation, you think that this is something special when they should be doing that to you. Like you don't get brownie points just because you're treating me like a decent human being. You should treat me like a decent human being and then more, right? And some of, so many of us have our standards set so low because to be loved and the way you should be loved means to be spoiled. And there's a whole lot of fear about um, not being enough and being too much all at the same time. So these are all parts of our negative core beliefs. In our Facebook group, um, if you haven't joined our Facebook group, we have a free, a free Facebook group for Black Girls Heal. And you can join it by going to blackgirlsheal.org slash group and it'll automatically take you there. Make sure that you answer the questions because I do decline people who don't answer the questions because I use everything that you write there as information for future episodes and content. Um, and even if you half-ass it and you're like, yes, 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 I'm going to decline you. So, um, and I used to send messages to everybody um, who I declined and I was like, no, like, <laughs> so, so now, you know, if you tried to join and you were declined, that's why. So go back and fill out those questions, homie. Um, but in the Facebook group, I've been recently asking women about core beliefs because I realized that, or not realized, I've always known that our core beliefs, how we think about ourselves are the main issues. Um, so core beliefs are things like I am not enough. I'm stupid. I'm ugly. Um, I am ridiculous. I'm inadequate, stuff like that. And I was like, okay, let me see if I can make a resource for women to help with that, to help with identifying what might be their negative core beliefs and the next step to take. So, um, I have that for you. So if you go to blackgirlsheal.org slash core beliefs, and beliefs is spelled with an F, B, E, L, I, E, F, S. Um, not believes, not core beliefs, core beliefs. It'll take you automatically there. And you can go ahead and download this little worksheet that's going to have an overview of what negative core beliefs are. Um, a list of them separated by categories um, and ways for you to identify how it may be affecting your life. I hope that you find it helpful. 
for those of you who decide to download it. And the link for that is in the show notes. Every time I mention a link, it will always be in the show notes. Um, and it's basically the caption of whatever podcast you're listening to. If you're listening to this on your Alexa or something like that, um, I apologize. Um, so you'll just have to go to the links directly. So Again, it's blackgirlsheal.org slash core beliefs. And if you're in the Facebook group, um, this should be posted like at the top somewhere for you to download it there. So after you download the core beliefs worksheet, I want you to just keep in mind that the words that have been said to you in the past and the words that will be said to you later matter. Um, I really would love one day for people to be more honest about whether or not the words of other people matter to them. And I know that there are some personality types that truly like the words that people say aren't really triggers, but there are other things that people do or don't do or show up for you or don't show up for you that hurt you. So Another way to say that is I want us as people to get to a place where we stop saying, I don't care what anybody says or does towards me, I'm good. Because if that is really where you are, then that's an issue. Because you're supposed to have walls that are open enough for people to love you. Yes, you might be intentionally keeping out hurt, keeping out people who may not have the best interest for you, but you're also keeping out people who, who do. You're keeping out people who do want to see you and accept you and be present for you, right? You're, you're missing out, um, because you only have one, one go-to stance. So that's my challenge for you this week. And, um, I look forward to hearing how that worksheet worked out for you. That's it for this week. Take care of yourselves. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors. 